the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. Good evening, everybody. I'm Kevin, and I'm playing Ruskell. I'm Michael, and I'm playing Torlin. I am Ernesto, and I'm playing Truco. And I'm Ellie, and I'll be playing Dana. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to Savage Tales of Eberron, Mourners of Lazar campaign. Thank you for coming to listen to us this evening. And so for our background question tonight, what is your greatest fear or your worst reoccurring nightmare? For us, it's going into the mists. He was in uh, was in Metro, rather over it, on the day of morning, and in order to get the speed that he needed, he needed to put his hippogriff into a dive, and so he and his wingman started having to lose altitude, and as a result, they got real close to skirting the edge of those mists, and managed to outrun him, but just barely. But after seeing about what goes on inside those, after seeing about the aftermath, the idea that he got that close, that's something that haunts him. Not to mention seeing the ruins of Metrol. Really just that whole that whole kyberscape. That haunts him. In the case of Torlin, our little family is, is very important. Some might say that it's really his defining motivator. The funny thing is that most of his original family he's now estranged from. His wife, early on in the war, they experienced a tragedy together, and that tragedy drove them apart. They had a mutual separation, just on the account of them being together, they were reminding each other of what had occurred, and that was irreconcilable. His remaining son, still lives and they don't have a a bad relationship but clan coldadrin is a very independent independence is a a characteristic that runs quite strongly through its lineage and it's very strong in in torland's first son dolth and so dolth had, had struck out on his own sort of following in his own father's footsteps uh, in entering into the war and and they occasionally communicate, but it's been a long time since they've seen each other. So in Torland's case, with that context, his, his greatest fear is growing old with nobody to remember him. In a way, it motivates his travels, and probably there's a small component of hope that he puts on the Moreno family. This oath that he's sworn to Dana's great-grandfather. He sort of sees Dana as, as a chance to to have a legacy in a way. And yeah, maybe he doesn't actively think of it, but 
when he was writing letters to Dana when she was a child, she had taken up an interest in his war stories and gone against his advice as she grew older to avoid joining the war. And, you know, it was something that he had said because he he didn't think that her great-grandfather would approve of it and he wanted to be... to honor that memory. But probably somewhere deep within Torlin, there is this pride of, of Dana following a pursuit along a similar vein of, of Torlin's own self, this path that he's followed. Now, aside from that, well, as a soldier, of course, there are some memories that Torlin has from harsh, harsh times during the war, but Michael has not hashed those out very well in a way that seems sensitive to the subject, so I will not discuss those right now. A lot of a lot of history with this dwarf. On the other hand, Truco being so young, he does have one clear fear in his mind. Going a bit back on sometime on other questions where Truco I told I told the story that Truco got in was in Metrol and and at some point he got he met a novel there that saw some of his potentials and took him or or offered him the option to join Haras Hack uh, team there. And in that opportunity that he had and that decision that he took to join, he got to meet other shifters, he got to meet some of her kin and uh, of his kin, sorry. And in that that process he got to meet someone that is still really special for him her name is Lancia he is Lancia Lancia he she was a an orphan like like him and they even though Truco uh, had they had at the time less sense of morals that he still kind of lacks to some extent Lancia taught him other directions in life and um, he, she tried to see more of the brighter side of the world and he had this vision of trying to gather enough money to build a like a crazy idea of building a orphanage in metro for for all these people that are were having through the same experience as us and and Truco basically fell in love with her during all this uh, time. And then later on, the situation with the novels, this novel's person's wife, and how she at some point, at some point saw Truco with, with uh, a bit of unmet desire and got to persuade him in a decision that he will later regret a lot um, after kind of being seduced and being in a situation that basically he couldn't refuse that match he had to escape had to escape metrol had to escape the city and he never got to he never got to see lancia after that event and 
he got to escape and he later, later found out that Lanza did survive the morning and he's aware of that but he hasn't had the bravery to see her again because of he feels like he betrayed her and that image of her face looking at Ruko with disappointment that is his greatest fear that is his greatest nightmare just to look her again and see that yeah that disappointment on, on him all right well where where Dana's godfather Torlin you know is has this fear of not not leaving a legacy as he proceeds to outlive outlive the assorted members of the Moreno family of whom Dana is currently the last. Her greatest fear is that she will outlive Torlin. Her her husband Mazella was Korovar. He was he wasn't supposed to go first. And he did. And there's always that persistent fear of he was supposed to outlive me. Yeah, Torlin's supposed to outlive me as well. But maybe he won't. What if he doesn't? And then my family will well and truly be gone. So uh, yeah, that that's Dana's greatest fear. Her worst recurring nightmare, I'm gonna double dip real quick, is being found out. We touched on last week with insecurity, the insecurities background question that there is this profound insecurity of, of being a fraud in terms of carrying this noble name, but not being a noble and never having lived as a noble, you know, in, in a city and society or anything like that, simply having acquired the name through through a very brief marriage. And she's afraid of being of being a fraud. Couple, you know, couple with that the fact that she lied about her age to to join the army. And there's just that whole spiral of one day someone's going to find out that she is not the person she's made herself out to be. Nice. Thank you, everyone. So we ended off on the evening of the 3rd of Olaroon. The evening time happens, and I imagine it is, is Truco seeking out Dana? Yes. Is that what yes, happened? Definitely. Yeah, there, uh, there was already oh, a moment. Before yeah. we go there, okay, okay, we should get a session recap so there might oh. be some context to what I right. just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I and you've asked uh, Torlin to do this, which might be a mistake, for the veracity of such events in their retelling might not be so accurate for other individuals other than himself. And so... Well, we were out on the open sea, we had received this call up to the main deck, possibly the first of all the rune it was, and uh, there was a ship on the horizon, and so the officers had us attend to our duties with great haste as there was a, a important occurrence going on, and it turned out by the end of the day that we had lost the ship in a squall, not as large as the one before, but still quite severe, and uh, if I can go into that detail before I cover the, some of the smaller things that happened that day, well, there was 
Uh, in fact, Master Scourge lo losing a little bit of favor as I believe he is the quartermaster of the ship, or at least the individual in respon responsible for the swabs. And so he took the blame, was a scapegoat in the eyes of Prince Mika, and received a black eye. And as for some of the occurrences that we got up to, well, there was a great deal of scheming between Truko and Rus in order to get back Dana's Tago knife, which Dana had informed Rus about. Truko went into Cutthroat Croc's lockers and retrieved said knife and made note of some of the other items within, but left most of those out of necessity. Unbeknownst to Torlin, they did not discuss this with him, so he simultaneously also was on the lookout for ways to earn some coin to purchase this item legitimately. Now, Dana came and spoke with Torlin and told him about this, this story that she had told Roos and the revelation of Roos's assistance long ago in that battle on the fields of Karnath. And Torlin decided to take it upon himself to go and have a little chat with Ruskull. And it went well for Torlin. Yes, it did. There was uh, a little bit of uh, hashing out of the relationship and how it should move forward. And certainly some well-placed intimidation, which Torlin did not bluff about whatsoever. The, certainly a great host of dwarves shall come and enforce his, his, his pride and his honor if Ruskul ever betrays him and he should perish and be unable to carry out that blood feud himself. Certainly Dolth, his son, is, is not so far away as to likely never hear of such a thing happening in the first place. And towards the end of the session, let's see... I think that that is mostly what came about. There was a some training uh, about how to board a ship, and that went about as well as expected. And here we are, the third of Olaroon in the evening. Benny for Michael, please. <laughs> for lies and tall tales? <laughs> for a wonderful performance. <laughs> I'll say another night, another another thing that happened during the day, as a result of the day, we could say before we go to full on into the nighttime activities. Torlin, since you've definitely been keeping your eye out for stuff and you were doing some repairs, if I remember correctly, yesterday or yeah. during the day, I should yes, say. Yes, I do recall. You could also notice that the Storm River is a bit sluggish in the water. It seems that there was some damage to either the rudder or you know, the, the piloting wheel and the connection to it that really the artificer has been using Gifford Tibbs as well. And really, they, they've really been af actively working pretty hard on it through the whole day to kind of repair, st repair stuff as a result of the storm that happened the previous evening. And so this evening, what I guess since Truco's doing this, he gets to set the stage, huh? No, yeah, I would say that, yeah, no, Truco finds a moment with, to gather everyone, if possible. Uh, maybe we are sitting at the same table, maybe, down in like, yeah, just like like during the, the dinner time, I would say. 
and I would yeah just sit listen up I, I just have to say have a great story here but today this day I got to get a great idea an amazing idea over myself and I wink at Rascal uh, Dana looks that, concerned by this uh, insistence of Truco's wonderful idea, but she's listening. Okay, okay. And I just had to, I decided to sneak into the headquarters and try to find a moment where Cutthroat was away. And I would say it was quite difficult. It was like, there was like five locks. There was one that was like magical and it's like summon a manticore out of nowhere and I had to fight it. And then I just like just flipping there, flipping up, just going on the table, just going all, all the places and just like striding his throat as he's proud of nowhere. And then I took him out, he disappeared like out of nowhere and then chest opened like magically. Like there was a lot of, a lot of lighting, a lot of things going on. And, and, and then I saw like this, this beautiful and I take the knife and I, and I show it and I like, like flipping it. And I saw this, this beautiful knife out here that I believe, from what I heard, and I don't know if I'm correct, it belongs to someone here. That is, is that right? So while Truco is telling the story of of fighting a manticore in the Quartermasters, <clears throat> Dana just has this, like, you know, that bemused side-eye, okay, here we go kind of look. And then when you when you take the knife out, party time's over, her eyes go very wide, and she says, that belongs to me. I did hear that, and I, sorry to, 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 like, first of all, I would say, like, uh, because I, I, I heard you guys just, like, just, like, try to gather enough resources to, to get this, and I don't want to diminish that, that in previous investment that you did it's something that i, I mean certainly something that it's, it feels bad like to, to to like do something and then someone like much better than you guys like just go and takes it like run over right so it's how much it's, you uh, want that much? Uh, it's, it's really enough i don't know there's something that uh, it's, it's free i will i will give it for free with one condition can i can i take that uh Make um, make simple condition. That's that's a simple one. That if all this is over and we get to get our own will on this ship, and there is a moment of sweet sweet uh, revenge, I want to take Scorch, and I want him all to me. All you want is first crack at Scorch. Yes. Well, have fun. Yeah. And I hold out my hand for for my knife. Yeah, and I like give it like a handshake with the knife, like of course, like the pointy side, like out, of course. And I I take it back and just kind of you know have have the hilt cradled in one hand and the blade in the other, and I I look up at Truco again, just still in this in this state of slight shock, and um, say. How did you know to look for this? Well, I I did have some help, and I just pick up one of the bottles that I got, the one with acid with green stuff, and I toss it up to Roscoe, and I would say, thank you for the information. 
I, I take the knife. I just slide it a little bit out of its sheath just to, to double check that, yes, this is my knife. And slide it, it back in. What's that? It is. It is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. I slide it back in and attach it to my belt. Look over at Russ and just say, I'm fairly certain that Truco didn't have to fight a manticore down in, in the quartermasters. But if there is, if the way in which he acquired this comes back to bite either of you, I, I want to know about it. Are you saying this out loud, right? Yes, I'm saying this okay. out loud. Okay. okay. I mean... Now, I, I have been told many times that on the ship, something's only yours as long as you can keep it. And maybe Brock might think she's above that, but if she couldn't keep it, well, it's not my problem that she couldn't, is it? And I smile at Truco. I mean, it's kind of her, her responsibility, right? I mean, it's, I guess it's, if he doesn't... If she doesn't didn't take that responsibility really serious, then it's up to her. Well... Also, I didn't leave any clue, just to clarify. I do my job clean enough, so... I'm not... It's, I'm not suggesting anything else. I just... I wouldn't... Wouldn't want you to get in trouble for it, is all. There were no traps on any of those locks, were there? No. I mean, the, besides the trap that I mentioned before of the top of the manticore and the magic and stuff, it, uh, no. Of course, yeah, no. Not the manticore. We, not, not the manticore. It was a really big one. It was like... Just, oh, I imagine so. It was like, threw fire at me. Like, I don't know, it was just like... And then asked me questions, like, asked me riddles, and I had to, like, fight him and ask him the riddles, like, respond him to the riddles as well. It was, like, like really cinematic. It was a, guys, it was like, a talking manticore. See the the ones yeah. that I practiced with in Gordine, they did they didn't talk. Oh, they was one. Yeah, yeah, it was really chatty. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I'm sure you two got along very well then, Truco. I um, I. Well, the reason I bring I... it up is just because you know I, you seem like a guy that can get around things like traps, and you know I seem to notice that after after Shut Eye, some of the doors seem to be trapped. I've always just been kind of curious what they have behind them. <sighs> that one I didn't... You mean like the other door? Not the one that to get into the chests? Things? Or you meant... No, I was I was actually talking about underneath the foxhole. The, there's a, a map room. Oh! No, I didn't check that one. Hmm. Might Maybe be worth is. a look-see. It's another great idea. You're a really clever guy. I know that. I knew. I knew that the first time I saw you. Yes, I. It seems he is. Truco. Um, I. I get the impression that you do what you do because you enjoy doing it. But, well, I don't think you actually know what you what you've done tonight beyond have fun going through Grok's stuff, and that's all right. But thank you. All right. Yeah. I mean, it was fun, I have, I have to be honest. Damn, now you're telling me this, and I think like I should have asked for more. But yeah, you, say I said, you say that out loud. Yeah, I'm saying that out loud. Yeah. My <laughs> eyes like, go you know. real hard at that. <laughs> no, no, no. I was joking. I was just, 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 
this I never saw you like point, having this I never saw you having this menacing look this, 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 at this, this point my my hand has like just instinctively dropped down to where the knife is now on my belt and I'm my fingers are just rolling over the hill playing with it all right all right I just did my good action of the day that's it <laughs> you did <laughs> and I just like stand up and just walk I I just look over at Torlin quizzically and say, I, I think I scared him off. Yes, what is uh, Torlin doing in this scene? Well, I think previously at some point Torlin and Dana have shared a small glance and Torlin knowingly kind of looked at her and just decided I think Dana can handle this herself. And there was maybe like a, a small step in her direction and behind her, just to physically back her up a little bit. To Truco, Torlin says, Well, do you know, I think that you've got the start of a great tale there, and if if Dana's generosity is not enough, then maybe we can write something together. And also, I had no idea that you were planning on, on stealing this thing. I seem to have come into my own little expansion of my coffers and uh, I don't intend to give you any of this coinage but I do know where you can find more and I can give you that information but also if there happens to be something that we need to procure in exchange for coinage perhaps this can be of use to us in the future but you'll have to come to me and, and request it Oh, that's a really great offer. I mean, you are saying like either the song about me or the gold, or can I take both? The, the manticore and the song is yours. Oh, the gold yeah. is is will remain in my pouch, but if you have need of it, just let me know. That's actually really nice. Well, yeah. I mean, that's 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 quite like. Co like cooperating with each other, right? Like I did, like I did something without like asking much, and then you guys give me something. Like oh, well, that's, that's 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 actually really nice. I wasn't expecting that. It, it's traditionally what happens when one has a friend, Truco. Ah, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, I'm so like used to like the things. Torlin and uh, I always. Torlin and I have always looked after our own and. Like I said, I I don't imagine you, you quite know what you've done tonight aside from have a little bit of fun, but... I mean, if, if, if my fun helps my friends, now that I, you mentioned that, are we friends? You can consider yourself under my protection. Given how you did treat that knife, I guess that's, that's really a benefit for me. Oh no, this, this isn't for fighting. Oh, yes, I mean, it's really well designed i have to say i mean and i'm like i'm really i mean it doesn't it, just, it doesn't have a good balance to throw because i'm really I, I usually use my knives to throw them but it, it doesn't seem like really good for that but besides that it's really nice it's not balanced for throwing no this this knife is not meant for for violence oh you're, you're siren have have you never seen a tego knife before uh, i mean i think i remember one like seeing like in between some crack hat, hat events, I believe. There seems like this fancy dances, right? I mean, I don't, 
I spent most of my life in not the best part of Metrol, I have to say. So I, I, I probably wasn't. I think I believe I saw so one time something. I didn't come to Metrol until I was 16. Anyways, this is this is something that folks use to dance with each other when they when they want to court with each other um, or make war. Oh, excuse me. Or make war. The Tago, yeah, I mean, everybody talks about when the knives go down and the hands touch, but uh, what they don't say is that that's the variant form. Most of the time, you're supposed to clash knives with the other person during the chorus sections. It's a, it's a dance, it's a performance, but it's a, a combative one. But you're not supposed to let your hands touch. And people do, and, well, stories get told. Well, I can't say I knew that part. I've only danced it the once. Anyways, it it was a gift, Truco, from someone who is long gone. And, well, as I said, you're under my protection now. So try not to do anything excessively stupid. And... <laughs> Even if you do, I will protect you to the best of my ability, but know that there is only so far on this ship that I can go to to guarantee your safety. But I will try. I mean, certainly. And whenever we have more power here, there will be more opportunities to be really stupid. And let's see how. Let's see if you protect me on that. Oh, Truco. And I, I'm I'm playing with I'm just like idly playing with the handle of my knife again and I say I, I've never been one to back down from a challenge and I, I see neither are you, but let's never mind. What come come what may. I gotta go for more beef. So yeah, just like and then go for more grog or whatever. But during this conversation was a Somewhat uncomfortable. It's like he he's like used to that kind of conversations, and and he's like like going off like you mean conversations with friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, just like kind of like, or trying to like show okay, they're trying to show like a face, but at the same time, <laughs> small bits of sincereness here and there. And I watch him go get his grog and say. Well, Russ of the Northern Cross, seems seems you attained your goal, too. And possibly know what you mean by that, Miss Dana. It, it's just Dana. Or if you're feeling extremely fancy, Sergeant Yolazani, but she's back in Seer. Orlin busts off to go hash out these details of the song with Truco. Right. Okay. So the evening comes and goes, then? So the Storm Reaver kind of, over the next couple of days, the Storm Reaver kind of limps, somewhat limps. It's still faster than most ships, but for it, kind of limps. Finds the, finds kind of like a an isolated island out in the Sea of Lazar, west of Spear Tip, far west of Spear Tip, and kind of hangs out for a little bit as Heck really kind of finishes the stuff. And the three of you have noticed in particular because Dana, you're. Even though Master Scourge and Miss Lagra speak harshly to you, you are kind of insulated from them somewhat working for fish guts, right? You're under his command, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So 
you deal with them on a much less basis than the rest of you three, especially since Master Scourge is kind of the master of topside when he's up there. And you've noticed, well, I'd have to ask, so of Russ and Truco and Torlin, what are the jobs that you've been given that you guys hate the most? Mm, probably the bilge rat. The bilge rat will get you. The bilge rats. Uh, first, I was thinking it was swapping the deck, but no, no, it's definitely anything to do with the bilges. Line work, or, or like the the like, yeah, rope. Yeah, it's kind of figured to be line work for Truco. Anything yeah. that keeps them off the ropes or <laughs> exactly. stuck on the deck. Yeah, yeah. Um, also that incident from before the, the critical failure. Whichever. Go ahead. Now continue. I was gonna say. So over the next couple days, Torlin, you do you're assigned nothing but working down in the bilges. Russ, you are scrubbing the deck every single day, and Truco, you are working line doing line work every day. So for like the next three days, you guys are like not giving any other jobs except those. And especially as you kind of like grouch about it a little bit more, you can tell that Master Scourge is taking a certain amount of pleasure in making sure that you guys have really shit jobs. I wish to, I kind of, so Ruskul is down in the bilges with me. Ru no, Russ is, is, no, okay. Russ Sorry. is gonna be swabbing the deck. Kind of get a sense that it might be a, a, a deliberate attempt to keep you all, to keep you two apart. And you have, everybody can give me a notice check. Including Dana? Yeah. Do that notice. That not roll? Oh, come on. What's my negative one for here? I don't know. Let's say. I got Dana? double threes, so I bennied and got double ace for. Oh, no, that's the negative that's, one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Benny my three on the notice. Eleven for Truco. There's an ace. Torlin. Oh god. Oh something. Right. A seven. Nine on the re-roll for Dana. Alright, well let's all just blow all our Bennies on the notice. I just got the one. <laughs> I mean we, we got we got raises, it's worth First it. roll is we, the most important one. We all That's have right. to no succeed what. on this, Kevin. It's it's, <laughs> it's about setting it's about sending a message. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Nobody bangles. blows a bunch of Bennies on uh Notice checks. That never happens. Daniel. <laughs> Every table I've been at in Savage Worlds. Incidentally, I, I gave I gave Truco a Benny for his his very accurate tale of what it's like in Grok's storage. Mm -hmm. And Dana for finally getting the opportunity to work her quirk with her Tago knife. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> when, when Dana is thinking she her quirk is that she begins oddly playing with the hilt of her Tago knife. And if people don't know that it's not a thing that you're meant to stab people with, that can lead to some misunderstandings. Ah, gotcha. Ah, Tor Torlin definitely knows this. Michael does Yeah, Torlin would definitely yeah. know about it. Torlin knows it's completely harmless and just a fidget. Truco, Truco knows that it's completely yeah. harmless and just yeah, a yeah. fidget. Truco knows that now. Actually, I don't think Truco knows it yet. Truco was uncomfortable with it, and nothing was explained. So, no, Dana, it was, it was explained. Dana, I don't think Dana even really realizes when she's doing it. So, unless Truco were to be like, "You're gonna stab me," I mean, she was a little weirded out by Truco's immediate response. Oh, um, so he, didn't, she didn't like associate the both things. Like, like, it's like no, it's just a fidget. 
It's no. just that thing you do with your hands when right, you're right. thinking about it. What do we get for our notice checks? And I'm also going to say Russ, Truco, and Torland, give me vigor checks. I'll ask for the results in a moment as I explain the notice checks. Which Torland's the only one who did not get a raise. So, I mean, it's... <clears throat> It's kind of become obvious to almost all of you, probably particularly you, Truco, with your 11, because you've always had a heightened awareness for trouble to a certain degree, right? You can kind of tell that it kind of seems like there's been some lines drawn amongst the crew, right? Anybody who's really like a sycophant and of Master Scourge and Mr. Lagra, like, if possible, they really even like you less now. There's just been lots of, you know, run-ins and, and shoves and bad words that have come around. There's some folks on the crew that you really haven't had a chance to interact with or speak with much, like Arzag and thinking Tilly and everything like that. They've just really kind of... <clears throat> If they haven't become like really hostile towards you, they've clearly like, you've kind of like gone into a zone of like, they don't want anything to do with you. And so this is this is something that you kind of noticed over the, the next couple of days as you kind of come into a little place to hang out for a day or two and make some repairs to the ship. What were, you, what were the results of your bigger checks? Uh, 11 for Trooper. Three for us. Not gonna, not gonna bend it? Gotta hold on to it. Okay. Oh, Torlin. Uh, that was a seven. Vigor. Sorry, I missed that. I will roll it, and it is uh, a two. I will keep it because I wasn't paying attention, and that seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I would just mention during three days, if I notice that, I will convey that to the to the group as well. Like that kind of weird. Huddle up. You know, a couple nights after Dana got her tango back and you kind of like, you guys share this information of noticing that, you know, there there's like some clear lines drawn of, of who you can speak to you and who's friendly towards you, you know, like Rosie and Sandara, Fishguts and Grok and those who like either just clearly want nothing to do with you or are also making your lives more difficult and the days more difficult. Right. Is that the resolution of of Dana's nose roll as well, since she was separate from the group during the day? No, that's that's still the same because it, it comes yeah. out at night as well. Okay. All right. All right. So I mean, this is this is kind of like it kind of what it feels like to you three in particular. I mean, Torlin kind of noticed this is the stuff, but I think to a certain degree there's some obliviousness to Torlin in some aspects. But the, but the three of you are like, it feels like there's been some battle lines drawn. It's kind of what it feels like. And Torlin and Russ, Master Scourge has like been having you guys working so hard. Both of you have taken on a level of fatigue. Right. Now during this during this time, rather than going like individually by day or something like that, was there is there any particular actions any of you would have wanted to try and get into during this time? No. Yeah, no, I, I would say trying to, like, at some point, being curious about and just knowing that, sorry, I, I 
forgetting the name. Sendara? Sorry, Sendara. Seems like a trusty, trust, trustworthy person to some extent. I mean, because she healed Truco, he will, she will, probably, he will probably ask her, like, if, is, is, at some point, like, if they're, like, someone, like, they got orders from, like, Rat, like, hate us or scourge like there's some weird shit happening right now master scourge really taking a clear i mean he just he's just a bitter man i I think i think he's he's just upset that he's not a full-blown orc and he's just trying to make everybody's life miserable and he really just hates us and i think he's definitely like worked diligently to kind of like turn some of the crew against us. I think Torlin at some point expecting that a fight is coming is just going to get himself a little serenade going that's going to I guess it maybe it doesn't really make sense because it only lasts for a certain amount of time so never mind. Yeah that, that wouldn't make sense for this. That's a really good one Sandara like he's not a full orc I, ha- I we have to take note of that say that to him there there is something based on that notice check that I'd like to say to fish guts but it might be a little too long I I, I want to while we're, while we're working one day just be like hey I'm noticing there's a line in the sand being drawn here and I'm trying to suss out which side of it you're on basically Who's, whose favor are you in Whose favor are you out of? Which, what kind of day are you trying to, are you trying to get him on a particular day? I would prefer to get him as sober as possible. If you need to make a couple of rolls to see if that, if that occurs, let's go for it. Poison. Told you the ship was poison. Cancer to the soul. And what on earth, what impression has I ever given you that I'm, I'm on anybody's side? Everyone's got to be on one fish guts. What happens? What happens if you think you'll stay in the middle? Everybody's got to eat, don't they? Yep. Now, if you're telling me that you're going to wind up on with whatever side comes out on top, I can't help you with that. But like I said before, if you want my help, you'll have it. But staying in the middle isn't going to cut it. I'll make sure you get off this ship with me if I get off this ship. Captain owns me. Master Scourge doesn't. Mr. Logra doesn't. Well, I've heard, I've had a few people tell me now in my time here that something on this ship's only yours so long as you can keep it. And the captain might might own you now. And I'm not saying I'm ever going to own you. I don't, I sure don't intend to. I'm just saying... I might be able to take from the captain something of what's hers. If you really think you're going to get free of this ship, free of the prince, you have, I don't know what you have. You got some sand in you. Well, like I said, she can only keep you so long as someone else lets her. Whether whether that's someone's you or whether that's someone's me, that's going to be your decision. And that's all I really have to say to Fish Cuts, unless he has something to respond to that. No, not in particular. Just kind of, you know, more of the same. He, he, he definitely, you know, that first day is not the only day that he talks about the poison of the ship. But I think, like I've mentioned to you before, is you, you definitely have gotten the sense that Fish Cuts is in a place of hopelessness. 
and even your little conversation, he, he either doesn't see hope or doesn't want to have hope. But did Torland have something? No. Okay. And I have something else to Truco's sure. actions. Yeah, and I I leave that to to your discretion. Like, I wouldn't say like an action now, but I'm like, I want to imply maybe using a Benny or something that Truco has been like every other day or every day that he can have like a second like plate of dinner. Like he goes down to where where Albert is, has he like his little therapy session every now and then with him, (laughs) like while he eats. Can you use like a Benny to say that Truco has been doing that every now and then? I'm just deciding if you need to spend a Benny for that or not. No, you don't need to spend a Benny for that. I'll let you do that. All right. All right. I mean, that that kind of fits with, with what's going on. Right, right. It's kind of off camera every now and then. Just open up to, to the, the old bear man. So, like I said, a number of days pass. And I was asking if there was things you want to do because... I mean, at the start of that conversation, there was something about having trying to get Truco to go into the map room at some point in time. So I mean, I, I'm like condensing the days. Not not necess- I'm condensing the days. That doesn't necessarily mean that you guys can't do things, right? So if yeah. there's uh, a couple things you want to fit in there. Um, yeah, Torlin is just extremely frustrated with this scenario, you know, because uh, he doesn't really like. The feeling of there being an oncoming fight that he can do nothing to mitigate or hasten. Russ is in the same boat. I think he spent some time with Aretta and like he's not going to be overt about it, but just be sulky. Kane is in the same boat with Dorlin. What do you what do you what do you mean by sulky? He's being a drama queen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's Russ. It's, I, he would probably at some point, actually, yeah, after, you know, about a day two or day three of, of, of this kind of holding pattern where it's getting very clear that, that you know, battle lines are being drawn. If Aretta at this point will even entertain company with, with Russ, then I think at that point he would actually confide in her and just be like, you know, back in the Air Corps, there's always that feeling of, of coming storm. I don't know if you if you seamen have any feeling quite like that, but storm's coming. Well, give me a persuasion check. Sure, I can do that. I won't be good at it. That's a three minus one for a two, and I'll throw one Benny at that to see if I can get anything better, and I don't. Um, We're gonna hold it. So your experience with Aretta, she, I mean, she will. What's the word you use? If Aretta will even entertain you. I mean, she'll she'll kind of speak to you, but you definitely get she's kind of uh, standoffish and cold. You kind of get the sense that either she hasn't like picked a side or she's trying not to pick a side. She seems rather neutral and all. So she does talk a little bit with you, but she's a bit cagey. Okay. Russ is bad at talking anyways. So, you know, on this on the 6th of Oral Rune, while the ship's working, you know, with some of the work that's happened, there's a bad leak in the bilges. 
You know, Master Scourge got you doing more line work, Truco. Hating it. <clears throat> Ross, get back on that board. Get back on uh, that. Scrubbing. If I uh, see you slacking, there'll be more lashes for you tonight. And Torlin, Master Scourge just... Uh, let's see if I can get to it here. Foundry's choking a little bit. So he sends you down with Sandor, Arzak, Jaundice, Torlin. Go down and pump out the bilges. Get rid of all the water. We need everything in tip-top shape. If you're lazy, you're slacking it all, lashes tonight. These are both individuals that uh, were in the fight originally. So, right. Sandar and Jaundice were both in the fight on the second day. Arzag is the sole hobgoblin on board. He is not, he wasn't part of the fight, but he has uh, not been very friendly at all. And what's, uh, what's my day looking like? You were working in the kitchens <laughs> typically with um yeah, so just since you always do the same thing it seems down there yeah <laughs> just stuck down in the kitchens oh i'm gonna reroll that that doesn't make sense you gotta do some fishing today we need my fishing and torlin's down in the bilge with with two shady people who hate him and this is why you never answer the background question honestly <laughs> I don't think oh. it was a background question. Well, what's that? Wasn't a background question. It was just, what's your, what's your uh, most hated task? No, no. The the background question of what is your greatest fear? Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. This is why you always lie through your teeth when the spicy ones come up. Ah, I see. <laughs> I have to learn. No, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Well, Dorlin is is quite happy, but he's going to make sure he has a... Was it rat killing or repairing stuff? Like It was working the pumps on the bilges to pump out the water. Working the pumps. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, he's going to make sure he's got a dagger on hand. I mean, he'd bring a hellbird, but that would probably be a little bit too obvious. Yeah. No, that that would not work. Is there anything Russ or Truco is going to be up to today? How to work diligently. I'm fatigued. Same. So, Torlin, give me a notice roll. Okay. If he can find a moment before he goes down with them, he is going to try and do an ominous ode as to what working today, if it will be beneficial or, you know, negative. Well, for clarity, the ominous ode, I believe can only cover actions within the next half hour. So it wouldn't cover the day, per se. But that would still work if you want to go for it? Within the next 30 minutes, yeah. I mean, this is after he hears about it, and he's going to his locker to get his tools, I suppose. Alright. So he gets his harp and his dagger, and he rolls a performance check, and that is a four. I'll keep that. As you go down to your dock and kind of uh, or your bunk, Kind of rummage through, take your harp out, play some notes on it, trying to get a sense and everything. And you just uh, like immediately get back, just like discordant notes, all out of orders and the wrong scales. Okay. And, you know, John is just like, I'm going to report you for laziness. Come on, get down to the bilges. Quit playing your stupid harp. 
Wait, John just said something? I'm sorry, I know I'm not in this scene, but... Yeah, who else is, is down here? Is oh, John just, just following me around? Yeah, he's he is mute, I'm afraid. Okay, so that opens the sand door then. All right. Who else is in this scene? We're uh, well, they were kind of like crew walking, lockers. walking down, uh, going through the weapons deck to um, go down the ladders to the bilges. Okay. 24 individuals on the ship were all being assigned tasks. Is there any other individuals in the scene as I'm getting... Because I'm playing this Omnis Ode as in by the crew lockers as I'm acquiring my my gear here. I mean, it's... I mean, if it would have kept you from playing it, I'd say no. There's nobody there. So, my question here, so the DM can understand what I'm asking, is, is like, is there anybody who is potentially a friend within reach or is it just you know whatever this guy's name is I forget Sandar Sandar or Sadar I should say Sadar Chumlot now I'd say on the deck immediately no you do know on the deck below you Albert is down there and roll me a roll me a D100 <laughs> call high or call low uh low and that is a 23. Yeah, Tamroth is is certainly not one of the friendliest, but she's, she's been friendly to you. Or, yeah, she's been friendly to you. She's down in the cargo hold as well. Uh, so Tamroth is an orc and Sandor is a what? Sandor, I also believe it's an orc. Yeah, Sandor is a... He's kind of like a really overweight male orc. Okay. Would I be able to roll like a a culture related check to or spend a penny to say that Torlin knows of some sort of component of orc culture that would allow him to silently signal to Tamroth that something is wrong? I mean, I'll let you I'll let you roll a, a common knowledge check, or you can you can spend a penny for it. I'll do the common knowledge. Uh, and I'll spend a penny on it anyways. <laughs> Three's not good enough for you? So yeah, you can you kind of get a sense of something to do. You can feel free and narrate that. So Torlin just makes a hand gesture that in Orcish culture would... It doesn't quite... It probably won't come across as making very much sense, but it's essentially signaling enemies approaching. And then Dorlin just gives a, a knowing, a, a serious glance at, at Tamroth, who presumably has also been, you know, aware of, of this kind of very obvious lines being crossed. And then he continues on his way down to the bilge. Okay. Give me a notice check as you guys, you all start working the pumps. That is a four. I'll keep that. You do notice on Arzag... He seems to have a dagger tucked into his boot. All right. If there is a moment that uh, Torlin... Is there a number of pumps down here? Yeah, there's a couple pumps. Two of you on each pump. Okay. If there is a moment that Torlin finishes one of the pumps and they proceed to move to the next one and, and move past another, or if they're, like, moving in pairs, Torlin would try and get the jump on one of the other individuals that he's with. 
All right. Might as well dish out action cards now, then. Which will probably be dependent on cards, I'm assuming, since uh, they obviously know a fight is coming. Well, maybe not necessarily. Give me a... So there's two of you each on, on a pump. So you're with... You're with Sadar. Give me a... I'll keep my Jack of Hearts, by the way. Yeah, Jack of Hearts puts you top of initiative order. And um, that is that is with Hesitant. I just want to make sure I was dealt the two cards. It's good for reminding me. I do know I ran some tests. On the first round of combat, Hesitant does come into play and it deals, deals two cards. For some reason, on every round after that, it does not. So there's something kind of broken there about that. So it, the Jack will be fine for this round. Okay. Um, so next round, I'll need to remember to deal you a second card, take the worst. Give me a... Uh, Give me a stealth roll, since you're trying to get the jump on him. I mean, there's nothing stealthy about it. Torlin's just going to try and, and slit this guy's throat. But stealth <laughs> as asked <laughs> would be a nine. All right. All right. Here we go. Okay. Give me a give me fighting roll. Okay. Old wise dwarf making the first move. That is an eight on the fighting roll. And so you're going after uh, Sador, mm-hmm. Mr. Chumlot. And um, if if this is pretty much Torlin making a move here, he'll try and and back himself behind you know what sort of cover there is down here, so that he can do his best to face one of them at a time. All right, that's good enough for a raise. Oh yeah, I have to roll damage, don't I? Yep. Where is? Should just roll the dagger. Oh, you made a fighting roll rather than dagger roll. So just go ahead and throw your throw your dagger out there and roll for the damage. You wanted to roll the raise on the damage. Sorry, it's been a while since we've rolled anything combat related. <laughs> the second one had the dice involved there. Yeah. So. I'm good keeping that second one then. So, what'd you, what'd you roll then? It was a 21 with the extra d4, d8. My uncle don't come to play. So as you two are working the working the pump, <clears throat> you you see uh, Sandor kind of like uh, turn to look at the other guys and then turn back to you. And at that moment, you just launch yourself at him, whipping out your dagger and... How do you want to kill him? Quick and clean. Using as little energy as possible. Just throat slit. I don't know why I'm now like imagining Tolan as like Hitman, the game from the game. It's like going behind like the crowd and just like starting to take everyone off. I think I think Michael is just enjoying flaunting his youth by giving me like thirty more gray hairs tonight. So with with that, you see the other two just kind of start, and they just reach down and grab daggers and just charge you. All right. I'm just trying to make this as quick as possible so we can get to your guys' scene, you know, whatever the outcome <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, you're not doing a bad job. And, and Torlin absolutely shouts out a batter, ballot cry. I mean, there's a lot of noise being made at this point. You know, Clan Coladron or what have you. Okay. Let's see. We got... 
I weren't up fishing, this would be a great time for the thing. Arzag takes a swipe at you with his dagger. Oh, I got that. Got a one. I'm spending a Benny on that. Although, actually, he should have a plus one from Gang Up. That'd be a two. Or what's your parry? I think I'm going to spend one more Benny because I think it's higher than a four. Six. Oh, and Torland's making all these rolls with fatigue. That's uh, important to remember. That's a six, so it's good enough for a knife stab. Ace on the d4. Nine. That is enough to shake you. Yes, it is. And I believe you need to now make a smarts roll minus two. Yeah, let's let's look at that. No okay. modifier. Just so just a straight smarts roll. And you can uh, voluntarily voluntarily fail the check if you want. I think that makes sense. Yeah, let's voluntarily fail that. So Torlin is now enraged. Ooh. Oh, Berserk didn't add to your... I mean, if I'm going to die, I'm at least going to use this edge once beforehand. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> well, you get to ignore wound penalties. All your attacks now, just remember, need to be wild attacks now. Yes. <clears throat> is, is there any way you want to describe what your rage looks like? He gets a wild look in his eyes and, I mean, shouts out a battle cry. I mean, but it's it's probably, there's a bit of an otherworldly, like, you know, it's, if you've seen Dune recently, like a bit of like the voice in there to draw a comparison. So definitely like, using some of his, his bardic ability to have some intimidation aspect to it. Nice, I like that flavor. Nice. I'll give you Benny for that. And I'll I'll just go ahead and spend a Benny to unshake here. So just in case you Me get some... Mechanically speaking, I would say wait to see if you get hit. Because you can spend the Benny any time. Okay, good reminder. Unshake. So if you get hit, you can spend it. If you don't get hit, don't spend it. Fair enough, thank you. All right, so John Private. Uh, that is a two... She will spend a Benny on that. It's a five. There's a, there's a wild card there. No, if the die rolls a one and it, oh, you can, yeah, it it becomes thematically important. I roll a second die to see if the crit fail. Yeah, Foundry does that automatically on extras. Five, they miss. Okay. And next round. Don't Here's forget well, to give you another card. Draw another second, second card. card. Uh, six of spades. All right. That is yeah. lower than your ten of clubs, but still higher than both of them. Then he left. <laughs> Looks like you're going first. Okay, I better try and unshake then. Correct. Yes. Make a make a vigor roll. All right. Spirit. Unshaking a spirit. Sorry. It's spirit. Okay. That's right. I remember picking up some spirit there. On. Oh yes, it's a five. Very good. Cool. Okay. Torlin is is just gonna rush one of them with his with his dagger, just like hand behind the hilt and try and drive it into their chest. All right, any particular one, Arzag or Jondis? Arzag I, is the he's the male hobgoblin. Jondis is the female orc. I mean, it's, he is uh, not making any exceptions for women here. Jondis has had it out for him. And it's a critical thing. Oh. 
Ναι, 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 real time. Dorlin falls on his own blade. <laughs> no, I, I don't ever do him like Kurt feels like that. What I will say is... Good thing, um, you do have allies, so there is no, like, uh, mis like uh, friendly fire here because of the raid. I, I thought Tamroth was an ally. Oh, oh yeah. Tamroth okay. is in the cargo Sorry. hold above, though. Oh, I thought she was down there with them. No, not in the bilges. Okay. Torla notified it's her. It's only been six seconds. Been We're gonna six say seconds. since it's slippery down here in cramped quarters, you kind of move in and stumble over something underneath the water and get knocked prone. Probably a rat. Probably. We were supposed uh, to have killed them all the other day. I mean, anytime a circle was a clinical failure on fighting checks, he hits a random target within the range. It isn't like the other one oh, on range. Right, there's that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. There that, is. That's the what I mentioned. The, the no ally thing. Oh okay. Um, I roll a crit so, fail. Is that an automatic hit? Somebody? Oh, um, and I also I have first strike. I should remember that. So I mean, I forgot about it. So feel free to skip over it from last round. But if they moved into my range after I I killed, they they would have Sandor. first strike would have would have counted but i should have got a first strike there roll for damage basic damage okay do, 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 do. Uh, did it to do that okay yeah that is it's... basic damage i'll benny it not really sure what's what it's going to be used on but it is now a 12 with the benny hey yeah three before that so we got one benny left and thematically, this just seems really nice. So Arzag is the one that that hits you, sent you into a rage, but you go after Jaundice first, slip, and your arms kind of windmill a little bit, and one of them like comes over and just like slashes Arzag right into the eye. In addition, the knife is stuck as Arzag just kind of like drops underneath the water. Ah. This is not good. So Arzag is out of commission. Must be oh, like shit. one of the few instances where where like a critical failure is a plus here. It's like so, Sudak moving into range here. Trigger first strike or no? He was. She was already in range. Okay. She got she got in range last time. She's gonna stay and fight. Five. That will hit you because your parry is reduced by two because you're prone. Mm -hmm. But it's not good enough for a raise. At a five, nine, uh, nine points of damage. I will spend Depth my last penny. Six or seven? Not sure. It's eleven points of damage. We'll take that. That's a one wound. Oh, I got I the wrong target there. So I shall soak. Let's see. There should be a card that gives you a button to soak. All right, that's uh, nine. Nine. You soak and unshake. As she comes in, kind of like tumbles down on top of you with her knife. You know, she's leaning her weight right down, just <clears throat> face pretty fierce, comes down. You're able to just kind of like move her hands just aside so it kind of like goes into the uh, woodwork right behind you. <clears throat> 
As and where where does uh, Sudak wind up at this point? Is she still in melee range, or or has moved past me somewhere? Oh no, she's definitely in melee range. She's just kind of, she's kind of like on top of you. Okay. Uh, she's got a queen. She's gonna try to stab you, and I don't have any bennies. Two's not good enough. Okay. And if I can, she missed because I was rolling in the water over to the now uh, downed body of Arzag to try and take his weapon. Sure. Give me an athletics roll. Okay. Let's see if you can grab it since it's slicked down underneath in here. That's a yeah. four. That's a four. You managed you manage to grab hold of his dagger. Okay. Torlin will... At this point, which side of the bilge am I? Am I more towards the ladder or more towards the far side? Like You're towards the ladder. Okay. Um, the ladder that's uh, on the bow side, not the ladder that's on the... Uh... Okay. Torlin will, will stand up as a free action. Cost me two, two feet of movement. And he is going to defend and move away towards the ladder, just kind of in a, a guard position here. So you're both close enough to the ladder that you getting to, you can get to the ladder and start climbing if you want. But either way, she's, you're probably not going to get out of her reach if that's what you're trying to do. If you try and go to the ladder, you're not going to be able to get out of her reach. So basically, if I go away, you're saying she gets the opportunity attack? Yeah, but if you're taking the defend, your parry's up to Nine, okay. I believe. Uh, yeah, Torlin will do that. Uh, he w- he wants to try and position himself out of her reach, blocking the ladder. There's two ladders on that bow side. Okay. Well, either or is is fine. Okay. We'll see. I don't know if you're on the 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 map side there. Okay, understood. So you move over move over to that ladder. Get there, taking the defend action. Oh, this is oh Sudak is a mute. Okay. I totally forgot about that. I was going to engage with her. Uh, I guess that uh, he will still kind of shout out a question, just a, a barking command, like, like who who else is involved in this? Am I the only one in danger? And just, just to see the body language reaction. <clears throat> okay. Well, in this next round, you get the Joker. Oh, very nice. Do you want to go first or wait for her to act? What do I... I'll go... I will wait to interrupt, uh, and I want to see what the reaction is. She just just kind of, like, sneers and just moves right in. Okay. We'll take his his first strike attack. Yep. And is this with another dagger, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, we'll Benny that. Oh, incidentally, that is a five, because you should be wild attacking. I... Okay. Is wild attack for the the fighting rolls or the damage rolls? Both. It gives you a plus two to attack, plus two to damage, but it makes you vulnerable. Okay. Plus the Joker bonus. Okay. So plus that would Joker be a bonus. five then. That should be a seven with the Joker, right? No, the Joker's already in there. Okay. Uh, the Joker so that, is in there. That's going to hit. Yeah, a five will hit. Uh, let's see if the wild attack bonus got applied there. Yes, it did. So that's a 10. I'll keep that. 10. I cannot soak. So 
Oh, well, that wasn't right. Oh, well. How do you want to take her out? Well, she's running at me with her, her dagger drawn. So Torlin uses her momentum against her and, and just drives his dagger into her her opposite arms, you know, underneath the arm where she might have some opening in whatever kind of clothing she's wearing, which probably isn't much in terms of armor on a boat. Okay. It's at that moment that uh, kind of Tamroth on the other on the other side, the other ladder, she kind of like peeks her head down and she's just like, oh, hey, what's going on? I, 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 I'm being I attacked. What'd you say? But I'm being attacked, uh, but I think, I think I've slain them all. But there's no time to make sure. We've got to get to the others. <clears throat> she she just kind of like she just she just stops and she kind of looks and she goes, "Oi, lad, I think you're in big trouble." I think we're all in trouble. Listen, Tamroth, if maybe you sh- maybe I should stay down here and you should go and and find out what the situation is on the rest of the ship and 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 I- <clears throat> if you'll do me this. I, it's a considerable favor, but... Favor? Favor? See the others. If there is going to be some sort of attack on them. See who is with them. I mean, did Torlin see, like, the the others at the time that duties were assigned? Like, he, would he have seen who each of Dana and Truco and Rusko were moving off with? Do we essentially all have our own little hit squads that are trying to assassinate us? Um. Jaundiced, Sador, and Arzog. No, if you would have known necessarily. I mean, you did know they were all working up on the top deck. And Tamroth kind of looks at you and goes, Is anyone up there keeping watch on this? Is it just you who's witnessed this? Lad. Killing another member of the crew. The captain's gonna keel haul you. I'll, I'll check. Whether you help me or not, I'll, I'll, I'll check. Make haste. She leaves and goes upstairs. Okay. Uh, Torlin will busy himself looting the bodies. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna make sure they're all dead, and and if there's a better weapon than a dagger that one of them has. I suppose you'll take that. He'll start dragging the bodies towards the back of the bilge. No, I mean, they're all... The only one that was questionably dead was Jaundice Sudak. All the rest of them, definitely, definitely dead. And yeah, with their... Let's take a quick evening break. Find out how this shakes out afterwards. All right. Boy, yeah. Okay. I mean, Corlin in the we had a radio pencil. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think our hand has just been, uh, I think our oh, timeline has just moved up a little, Uncle. Oh, my. Well, you guys in about this pop stand. Yeah. I think, also, I, I, I just don't have to wait. Want to mention, uh, <laughs> got his wish. some of the ruling of Berserker because you will technically still be on Rage. And you will have to make like a smart check, yeah, minus yeah. two to like get out of it. Just to mention that. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. At the, five at consecutive the end of it rounds. Yeah. Hero takes a level of it. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been like five still... rounds yet. Okay. I, yeah. Just, yeah. Just mention. So a free action. 
No, I mean, as soon as the talking would go on, yeah, we would essentially kind of be out of rounds then. Okay. Yeah. So should I should I just make the smarts roll? I mean, I assume no, that I'll make those every six seconds until I unrage. So it's kind of a um, seems kind of like a a take take four kind of situation to me. But we'll 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 do that when we come back on camera, so to speak. Okay. Okay. So welcome back. Let's see. Um, Torlin, I think you were bers- you were berserk for three rounds. So you can try and make a smarts roll at minus two. Okay. To, uh, Torlin shall do that. However, I cannot give you, access uh, my character two rolls sheet on, that. on the Corvair map. So I have to go over here. Smart. You can't hit the C key. The C key brings up your character sheet. Oh, that's that's really nice. Yeah, I do like to use the. Uh, the token bar, but that doesn't actually pop up if I don't have a token on the screen. Ah, okay. Okay, so I got a, f- a four on the second roll. The first one was a two. But you do not, you're not including the minus two. Oh, I'm not? Ah, very good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's, let me go through the rules on this real quick. So what so, that means is you weren't able to end your rage by choice. Well, I might want to spend a Benny on it, but I just want to read this real quick. Ah. If you're going to let me spend a Benny on it. Sure, yeah. Basically what it means is if if you can't end your rage by choice, you take on a level of fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that if I don't end it now, I keep on doing smarts rolls till 10 uh, rounds and I take on another level of fatigue, so I may as well go for broke on this because otherwise it's just going to be a death spiral until I'm unconscious since I already have one. Uh, that's another two. I basically need to... Need some raises here. Uh, that's another two. Come on. Okay. That's good. There that's in yes. There it is. Yes. All right. This is a dramatic edge. Yeah. All right. So you end up with an eight there. So you're able to end your your rage shortly. You shout. You and that's when you're able to shout some stuff to, to Tamroth. She takes off, <clears throat> kind of like coming up to the deck. Nothing is going on with all you all up on the deck. You know, it's just a normal hard day work with Master Scourge being in uh, being the backside of a Tribeck. And I would say, uh, well. So Tamroth comes down to you, Torlin. She's just like, nothing's going on up up topside. Oh, shit. Well, hmm. are, are you still willing to help me? Her, her eyes kind of go big, and she's like, what, what do you mean? There's, there's three bodies here in the villages. Uh, I, I understand. You, I, I don't, I'm not asking you to put yourself I'll at risk Torlin for me. I'll for that, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to ask you to put yourself at risk for me, but you might be able to to if you think I'm a good person, perhaps there might be some sort of information you can glean about some of my friends, Dana and Ruskel and 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 Truco, let them know at the very least the situation. They'll know what to do. I I'm exhausted. 
Yeah, I'll know what to do. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna know what to do. Torland at this point, you know, he's just kind of like, he's finished dragging the, the water-drenched, soaked bodies across the bilge. He's, he's come down from his rage and he just kind of like slumps against one of the, the, the gunwales. Very tired. So Tamara, the other three of you, give me a, uh, a D10. Roll a D10? Yeah. That's an eight for Tuba. Eight for Russ. Two for Dana. So, so Russ, you, you see Tamara come up onto the deck and she comes over to you and she goes, there's a major problem. Right? What do you mean? Your, uh, Torlin has, uh, killed three of the crew members. Oh, Kyber. All right. Yeah. Where? We gotta, we gotta hide the bodies. Show me. Take me to him. So she kind of wanders off, and, and as you leave, you suddenly hear your master surge going, Where are you going? Get back to swabbing the deck. Three lashes for laziness. Am I up on deck fishing? Yeah, you'd be up on deck fishing. Would I Would I kind of see Russ trying to go somewhere and Scourge telling him not to? Yeah, I mean, Scourge is never really a quiet man. <laughs> Do I Have I collected a couple of fish by now? I don't know. You want me to roll for it? Yeah. What am I rolling? I'm trying to go back and find that. Give me a survival check. Oh, goody, my favorite skill. Let's see what we do here. I am definitely going to Benny that. Because that is a dirty one. There's an ace for a six. And I'm going to hold. Yeah, you got you got some fish. No, I, I gather up my fish and make some kind of loud remark about how better get these down to that drunk before they start to stink bad as he does. And on my way out, I pass by Russ and whisper, going somewhere? Go check on, go check on your, your dwarvy godfather there. Where is he? Seems to be there's trouble. I, I don't know. I think they assigned him someplace, maybe either check the cargo holds, maybe he's catching rats, or maybe check the bilges. He's down below deck somewhere, but he killed some folk. Well, Kyber, with you, you asshole. I'm a way better chef than Fish Guts is ever going to be. And I say that real loud and and make my way down. Is uh, is Tamroth walking away or is she? What's her situation? Yeah, she's back below decks. All right. I'll give you I'll give you Benny for that nice swear cover. So yeah, I'm making my way down. Was I on? Would I have been on deck to hear the day's roll call assignments? No, not necessarily. All right, then. So Russ mentioned the bilge and where else? Uh, cargo holds the other place we normally get assigned to. I think that's where we normally get assigned to chase rats. Yeah, Torlin has, the the last four days, Torlin has been assigned to the bilges. Oh. Then I'm going to go down to there. the bilge. I think that's a reasonable assumption in that, in that case. And as I'm walking, I just kind of like throw the fish into a, chuck the fish into a quarter. And uh, yeah, head head down into the bilge. I, uh, I guess I'll poke my head down the hatch first and see what I can see. At which point you would, you would 
probably hear Torland as soon as the face, because he can probably hear the creaking of the planks above him. So he's he's ready to greet whoever pokes their head down. Dana, it's you. Listen, don't come down. You don't want to see what's what's happened down here. I think I do. Uncle, what happened? What's wrong? They're... They're going to try and do for me. I had no choice. How many? It was... Those two orcs... And the hobgoblin. They had a dagger in their boot. And you killed them all? I... I, I did. Okay. We... Are there... Is the bilge, just for, from a, a world-building perspective, is the bilge like a fully contained space on this ship, or is it one of those places that does have hatches to the open ocean? Oh, no, the bilge is usually below the waterline, so it is completely enclosed. Mm-hmm. The, the, okay. first, the first main hatches really aren't until you get to the weapons deck. Also okay. of note, there is all kinds of fancy stuff down here <laughs> that we found. <laughs> Oh, that too, yeah. <laughs> Which All prescribes right. that nobody's ever been down, like, thoroughly searched it in a good long while. <laughs> All right. Okay, Torlin, listen to me. There's there's no chance we're sneaking those bodies out of there, so we need to do one of two things. First thing, this morning, Truco tossed our friend in the blue coat some some acid. I don't know how well we can do that with all the water down here, but it might do the trick. uh, Second of all... That'll be a nasty smell. It would. It would, but it's it's the bilge. We're the only ones who get sent down here. The rest of you, uh, there was no signs of anyone trying to make make any sort of moves? You know how strange things have been these past few days. No. No, I've been in the kitchen this whole time. Torlin, we need to get off the ship. We need to get off the ship right now. There's, There are longboats. We'll have to take our chances. We can't stay here anymore. The, the signs, Dana, the omens, they, they weren't good. I did what I had to. You had a sign and you came down here anyways? What else was I to do? Just... Shirk my duty? Get whipped by... Yes! Yes, that would have been better! Uncle, you could have found me. We could have... Okay, we... Okay, look. Okay, no one's... We know that no one's going to be down here for a while, ex- except for the people who know... Who knew that they were down here. Who knew they were down here. Scourge. Tamroth. Uh, she was the only one in the lockers when, when we came down. Well, and when your duty was called out, it was called out on the deck. So it's safe to assume that most of those up on deck side would have heard the assignments. I don't know if there's any way that we can hide this. I mean, the assignments were called out to everyone on deck. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's best that we commandeer one of those dinghies and and just try and get me off the boat. Get us off the boat. They'll know that you tried to assist me. Yes, that's... What are you saying? Of course I'm coming with you. You can't, Dana, if... if, 
when they try and come after me, it's got to just be me who takes this takes the fall for this. Do you think? Do you think I wouldn't even if I was left behind? No, you're not leaving me behind. Okay, we've. What time of day is it right now, DM? Are you catching a fish by now? I mean, it's it's late morning. <sighs> we've got. We still have quite some time before anyone else comes down here unless Tamroth has raised an alarm. And as far as I was up on on deck, she hasn't raised an alarm. She's a good lass. She wouldn't... I mean, she's helped us so far. I think that we can trust her. But... Oh, okay. Then here's what we're going to do. I'm going to clean you up because you're a mess. We are going to walk out of here like there is nothing to hide. We are going to find the others. We are going to figure out what we need to do. And if you and I leave tonight, we leave tonight. Okay. And is... I start I start to to wiping the blood off of Torlin. Give me a <clears throat> Give me a notice check. That's a five. Okay. You you think you get it well enough? All right. Do I see any more rats down in the bilge? Or do we still have a rat problem? Not that you're aware of. Okay. You haven't been down in the bilge, so you don't know. And and there's since not a lot of work was done down here, there's still a lot of standing water in there. So if there's rats in here underneath the water, you can't tell. And it's dark anyways. You can only see, at best, you can only see part of the bilge down here. Torlin's been down here a while. Wouldn't he have uh, noticed if there was? Yeah, I mean you've kept it clean of rats recently, so you don't you don't really notice any. Torlin, no, we can't go there. Go, go to the cargo hold where it's quiet. I'll get the others. Stay there. Don't do anything strange. Don't draw any more attention to yourself. And I'll be back soon. Okay. I'll, and, uh, I'll, I'll do what you say. Just be careful. I will. I will. And I'm making a, a beeline back up deck for us. Those interactions? No, I... I come back up on deck and Russ still working away. I come up to him and just, and just say, Well, is there anyone who's within earshot? Of where he's working. Quite a few people. The deck is full of activity. It's daytime. All right. Everybody's up on the ship. Come on, I need help carrying a barrel. Fish Guts is flat on his ass again. All right. Well, that's what the galley... That's what the galley needs. Is Truco up on deck? <laughs> yeah, Truco's been working lines. Yeah, putting the I... As you start to move away, Master Surge goes... That's another three lashes for laziness. Get back to scrubbing the deck. I mean, we need him just for a moment. Fish Guts is hammered on his ass again, and I can't Master carry Scourge all those casts. kind of comes right up to you and goes, Fish Guts is not in control of the deck top side. I am. You're not in control of the top deck side. I am. Go take care of it yourself. Can I, can Truco do something here? Or if he's here in the conversation, maybe. 
Well, yeah, like I said, you know, Master Scourge is not a quiet fellow. He's, All right. You know, he uses he uses he uses volume as a form of intimidation and. Right. So no. So as he's like shouting this, I will probably like Trigger's gonna like pull a rope to the point like he's going back, he's going back, he goes back like not seeing or trying okay. to and try to stumble upon Scourge. Well, like, I, I was just gonna. Oh. I was okay. gonna resolve this as. Um, oh right. Yeah. As so if you know if Scourge is is preventing Russ from coming with me now I'll just I'll just lean over clo- I'll just lean in and say Fine Scourge is kind of in your face and as you're standing there he's kind of like waiting for you to move right when then so it's not one of those spaces where you can whisper something to Russ without Master Scourge hearing something Oh, All right. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm just gonna. I'm just uh, going to go back down below and and I, stop I, by I, stop by yeah. fish guts. Do your thing, Ernesto. No, no, no. I just I just wanted to try to distract the scourge during this whole thing uh-huh. by either whatever you see fit. Like if either I during this conversation I kind of like a stumble, like a, like make myself like oh like just just stumble on on scourge or either. I just let loose one of the ropes, and and if there is like a big wing of, of some sort, like this, like the 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 sails go off in a weird way, and he's like, like sure. everyone's um, like insulting me. What the fuck are you doing, Trucker? And something like that, trying to draw attention yeah, can, in some form, like doing something stupid that yeah, Scorch really loves to. Combat, we can run punish. this as a test to distract him. If you can distract him, he'll be distracted. Okay. A test? Yeah. All right. I mean, what you just. I'm trying to. Like, thievery is sleight of hand. Oh. Um, That's our shifter. Yeah, thievery. Let's go. Our shifter. Go, go, go. That's a nine. Close to a race. This is contested. You want to keep it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Scourge. Any list GM. All right, let's see where this goes. Oh, oh, double X. Okay, well, oh, all right. That's an eleven. Hey. <laughs> well, then, all oh, shit. So, you know, as you kind of like fumble around with some like tackle that's going up on the rope and stuff like that, have it come down. He does kind of like deftly jump out of the side, turns to you, and gives you one of those looks that you know you're due for lashes. He doesn't even say anything, but he turns back to Dana, waiting for Dana to leave. All right, I'm going to go straight to Fish Guts. Do you need to resolve anything on deck first? No, I think Truco knows, knows what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, All right, I yeah. Go, same I old straight, shit. Yep, I go straight back down to the uh, the galley. What's Fish Guts' situation this morning? Didn't determine he is. Oh, he's... All right, is there... I mean, I feel like this is something Dana would know about having grown up on a farm and that I'm not just, like, haven't watched too much CSI, but is, is there anywhere in this galley maintenance area where I could find, like, a big bag of lye? That would be available on the ship. need them, folks. <laughs> yeah, I want to I wanna say I don't think that would be available on a ship. I think that would be available on a ship, even though it's commonly used in soap and cleaning things? Suddenly, the FBI takes a interest in our podcast. 
Yeah, no, that's why. I mean, they're not going to be making soap on this kind of pirate ship. I know, like but this. So like even just for like scrubbing and cleaning and keeping things clean. But we're going to say there's no lie. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to say no. On that. All right. Good. Good I'm try. Going, I'm just going to reach over, squeeze Fish Gut's hand, and say I'm sorry, and go back down to the cargo hold to to find Torlin. If is there anyone I bump into on my way down? Um. So you went into fish guts, just say, I'm sorry. Were you you're looking around? Well, actually, were you looking around for a bag of lye? Well, not, give me. I would love to I would love to find a bag of lye. Like I said, folks, if give you me, need that. Give, me, noti- give me a notice roll. Yep. All right. It's a four. I'm going to Benny that. That's another four. Um, I'm going to Benny that. That's a three. I'm sold with the four. I mean, during all your time in here, you have, it's such chaos and such a mess here. You have never found everything in here anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't find any lie now either. I mean, other than just some some cleavers that come up that you find new. But I mean, there's always yeah. been knives in here. I don't think that's I'm going to card that for myself. What's that? <laughs> I'm gonna card that for myself. I have, I do have certain limits of of imagination. Yeah, uh, that wasn't that wasn't what Dana was looking for. No, that, that was, was really that was what I rolled. So, uh huh. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry for derailing the campaign, guys. I'm gonna. I guess I'll go back down to the hole. Do I bump into anyone it's on my good. way? So, Torlin, you're down there, and you hear some footsteps coming down. And you see Salty, Gregoth, and Raris coming down with Salty heading down into the bilges. Okay. So Riaris is an offer, officer. He's the gunner. Salty is who? Salty's, he's, he's the boatswain's mate. He's the mate okay. to Master Scourge. Sidebar, did they pass by me on their way down? No, but there is multiple ways down below. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, while this is happening, I, I am on my way. Um, and Krine and Gorgoth start going into the uh, cargo hold, and they, they kind of see you there, and they go, you stay right there. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know if Torlin really says anything. Does he... Where are they going? They're kind of like standing some distance from you, around you. They're kind of like got you boxed in. Great place for Torlin to hide out in the open. And you here, trying to remember the layout of the ship since we don't have the map up. So Dana, as you're starting to go down the ladder, you hear a voice call out and goes, we got some bodies down here. He's killed them. And I just keep walking to the cargo hold. You have to climb down the ladders to get down the cargo hold. You see crying down there and Gorgoth, they have their weapons out and they go, disarm yourself. Are they talking to me or to Torlin? They're looking at Torlin. They attacked me first. It was self-defense. Disarm yourself. I'll I'll show them the wound on, well, I mean, I was uh, stabbed at some point, right? It just became uh, a surface wound not, once I soaked it. Not really, since you were only shaken. I mean, maybe no, I, scratched, maybe I had a wound that I soaked. I was yeah, shaking and then I was... Yeah, since you soaked it, you didn't actually take it. So you avoided getting stabbed. Okay. 
I mean, we'll say from the from getting shaken, you got a scratch on your face from a knife blade. Not enough to hurt you. Torlin will throw down the dagger. He knows he he doesn't stand a chance against these three. As you come down the ladder, Dana, you see Patchy coming up the opposite ladder right next to you, kind of like in that little hole that you guys were the, the where the Briggs are, where you came in the first night of the ship. Mm-hmm. And and Patchy just kind of looks at you and goes. You don't want to get involved in this. What happened? <clears throat> Looks like your friend killed a couple of the crew members. Got to answer to the prince now. Bullshit! You think they wouldn't have started even if he did? Even if he did kill anyone? Killing anyone on this ship is a punishable offense, and you don't get to decide the results. Well, if killing anyone on this ship's a punishable offense, flies Lager is still here. Go back up to the galley. You can see Torlin out of the corner of your eye. He's just shaking his head. Can I see Torlin out of the corner of my eye? Um, sure. I mean, I've said the, the cargo hold doesn't have much cargo in it. So other than not- the pigs and, and some stores for the crew and Albert. It's kind of a look that's like, don't get involved. This is over. I... I raise my chin back at Torlin and kind of scratch at my collarbone a little and turn around and go right back to right back to try to find some friends. Okay. And so Torlin, you're taken up topside. Salty, you know, and you kind of brought up before the quarterdeck where the captain is, Mr. Lagra. <clears throat> And Salty's gone. He, he's killed Sandar, Jonist, and Arzak. And the, the captain kind of looks at you and it's just like, what do you have to say for yourself? This is Lagra or Rockface? No, the, the prince is actually addressing you directly. Okay. I killed them, but it was in self-defense. You may have heard the tales of that fist fight we got into. They've had it out for me ever since. They must have gotten Scourge to get them assigned down to the bilge so that they could take this opportunity. But they underestimated me. Underestimated this dwarf. She just, she looks at you. What goes, would you have had me done? I told you when you came on this ship, told the whole crew. Nobody kills anybody here. <clears throat> and she kind of, she just looks at Mr. Lager and just kind of nods her head. And Mr. Lager goes, Put him in the sweat box. We'll keel haul him tomorrow. And the sweat box is a cage that's on the deck that's been unoccupied up to this point. But it's a small. It's even small for you, Torlin, being a bit shorter and stockier. Right? You got to really like bend over and kind of hunch over. It is not a comfortable mm. place. And it's out on the deck. Can I get the parrot for company. The parrot is on the cage, further back up on the poop deck. Oh, okay, that was uh, a different one. Yeah, that was a different cage. A lot of um, cages on this boat. <laughs> what was that, Kevin? But a lot of cages on this boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, the cages uh, down the brig. Yeah, where exactly is it? Is it like someplace hot? Because that's what I was envisioning when you... Well, it would be someplace hot if it was like summertime. But since it is winter, it's not super it, It's not super hot. And it's more on the chilly side. You don't get to move around and... and warm yourself up as more so it ends up being 
more cold than hot. But it, it is on the main deck next to the center mast. Okay. <clears throat> and are you three doing anything in particular? Is this uh, this conversation happening like on the deck or is it like... like oh yeah, it's happening on the deck. There's the right. and witness there's like a motion. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, Tr- Truco and Russ would certainly hear it and see it go on. Got nothing. Just, uh, I, I turn to Russ and Truco and say, I need to get Torlin off this ship. Yeah, but what? What? Uh, what did, he, did he kill? I mean, I mean, they they got it coming, but he did. But, yeah, yes, he did. Right. Uh, well, this is this isn't expected. What? Uh, there, there is a bit of slowing of the activity on the ship as everybody's kind of seeing this. Right. 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 One thing's got to happen one way or other. Either I need to fight my way out of this, which I cannot do alone, or I need to get Torlin off this ship. I mean, if you had already set a lot of things in motion, we can maybe start some action here. Torlin's made a few friends, so have I, so have you. So the so the Ross, as far as I can tell. So, yeah. And we have some cards upon us upon our sleeves, right? Some some items, some things here and there. There um, might be <laughs> That's that's quite the, the Freudian slip there, Ernesto. Um, Wait a minute. Can can I can I play a card to try to buy Torl in a little time? You know what I'm thinking, Phil. No, I don't know what you're thinking, so Well you know what card I have. Would, would that be um, applicable for any sort of thing that would that would be useful to me as adventure cards are supposed to be? Oh yeah, with that card, yeah, it could be applicable, but it would all depend on when you play it. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It's not going to carry over to next week. So, has Torlin been put in the box yet? Oh yeah. Well. This crate is in real bad need of repairs. Captain's been real stubborn about not going into dry dock. And wow, as they're like trying to trying to jam him in there, why is my click not working? The my right click is not working on the adventure card. Hang on a sec. Oh. My yeah, the there's there's yeah, the sweat box is rusty. And they're not gentle with him, and the hinges on on the whatever the, the hatch of the box they just they just go. You played yeah. an adventure card to give me tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than the bill drop. So yeah, they're like un- they're unable to like get the door shut and get the lock in. You know, it just kind of like blasts off its hinges. I mean, because you played medical mal- or mechanical malfunction, device malfunctions go. in some way, a gun jams, a bowstring breaks, etc. The device can be fixed by 10 minutes work followed by a repair roll, minus two. If part of a large device, one system breaks down instead. I mean, that totally tracks in place. However, as we just established, there's another cage on the deck. No. Well, it's, it's perhaps a less stuffy one. Uh, actually, it is... Well, it is a taller cage, and you have company. You've got a parrot for company now. Um, yes, Torlin has always do, liked parrots. They do take you up to the... Since they can't get you in that one, because that, that cage is, like, damaged, 
and Hack Girl's got to find some time to mess with it. They open the cage. This one's on the poop deck in the back, you know, so they pull out the skeleton that was there, kind of throw it overboard, throw you in it. There's there's still a parrot. There's a parrot there who just, you know, just squawks as you kind of come in. Dorland's oh. totally going to teach him some words over the next 24 hours. <laughs> well, uh, and that's like an entertainment. So yeah, I just I just turn back to Russ and Truco and say if if it's happening when it normally happens, we've got well, I've got 24 hours. Dorland's got 24 hours. And like can't do this alone. Suddenly you hear a shout. Ships and there's this kind of burst. All of you can give me notice rolls. Uh-huh. Five. Torlin has a three here with his fatigue. Five Dane after fatigue for rest. Dana's going to Benny that, too. There's That's an ace on a d6. And that is a nine for Dana's notice. Yeah, nine, three. What else was there? Uh, Four for rest. Wait, no, five for rest. Sorry. So... Truco, you immediately kind of like look up to where the lookout is looking, you know, and he's kind of pointing kind of around. You're not really next to like a really big island. It's more kind of like some reefs and whatnot, some shallow stuff. But there were some trees on it and stuff like that. And you can't quite see anything, but you can see where the lookout's looking. And kind of the same with you, Russ, is you kind of catch where everybody's looking. Dana, since you're like, you're in like a heightened state right now, very worried, you kind of like, see where the lookout's pointing and you kind of see like coming from behind some behind some trees there's a ship coming that's not too far and immediately like mr lagra and master scourge just like are just really shouting to the whole crew getting sails up and away getting under power and going after it and you can tell dana you got a raise you can tell it seems to be a three-masted ship of mm-hmm. some sort not a not a dissimilar size from the storm reaver but you can't make out any at this point you can't make out any flags necessarily or anything and this one being fairly close you do see yeah grovis kind of immediately starts casting some sort of spell and you see kind of like the sails inflate much more quickly and help get the ship underway much more quickly as you guys begin to take it off as the attention turns from the murders that just happened to chasing some prey. And with that, we will end the session tonight. Nobody believes Torlin was (laughs) self-defense. And we will be off next week for the holidays. And we will be back in two weeks to find out what happens with this prey and what happens to Torlin and what happens to everybody else. Because I'm sure there might be some highly probable some crazy shenanigans that are may or may not happen. Certainly. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. I'm Kevin. I played Russ. I'm Michael. I played Torlin for his final session. <laughs> <laughs> second, uh, to, second to final session. Second to final. Maybe a couple of ones. You have to suffer a bit like in the dish. But um, I'm a Russo and I have a delightfully playing Truco. And I'm Ellie, and I played Dana, and I now have many more gray hairs thanks to Michael. <laughs> that is Kalita's. I deserve it. And I'm your Dungeon oh. Master, Philip. Thank you for listening to Savage Tales of Eberron. Good night, everyone. 
Bye. 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 Happy holidays. Bye. 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 Bye.